Blog Talk Radio. Take a lickin'. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for Super Chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Calm Bach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor in chief of Chicken Whisperer Zine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwoods.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Feeds. At Kambach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's UrbanCoopCompany.com. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialist. Brency has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs 
with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brincy.com. Brincy spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brincy.com or call 1-888-667-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brincy. Technology you can trust. Give the chicken fountain a try. It's clean water by design. It's a new way to water your flock. Chickens to turkeys to ducks to peacocks. Nothing to lose, so start today. Not a major water, the easy way. Learn more now, you can't go wrong. Chickenfountain.com Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. All righty. Thank you very much for staying with us today. Tree with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Kalmbach Feed. So we, uh, well, we're on the road again this morning. We uh, left uh, the campground back in uh, Wilmington, Ohio. Uh, we came to Cincinnati for this weekend's big event, the Cincinnati preparedness expo yep it's going to be held at the sharonville convention center all day tomorrow and all day on sunday i will be speaking on both days once on saturday and once on sunday the getting started with backyard poultry workshop will last two hours and i will be in a booth uh, one hour following that for q a autographs pictures and a book signing so uh, looking forward to meeting a lot of you here at the uh, cincinnati Preparedness Expo tomorrow. It is first to get in, and uh, that includes all the speakers they have scheduled that you can attend, uh, including all of the awesome uh, vendors that they're going to have. The keynote speaker tomorrow is going to be Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, and um, I know you're not going to want to miss that. And then, of course, I mean, they have anything and everything have to do whether you're prepping for um, a hurricane, you live on the coast, you're prepping for tornadoes, floods that we're dealing with. Regardless, um, they have just anything for any 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 situation that you're going to want. I'm looking forward to possibly upgrading and buying another Berkey water filter. We've had one for about seven, maybe eight years, and we really enjoy 
it's time for some new filters so i may just upgrade the whole unit if i can find a good deal on one while we're here at the uh at the expo so uh, come on out it's going to be a great time again 15 dollars to get in sharonville convention center right here in uh, cincinnati ohio that's tomorrow and sunday monday we'll be heading south heading down to chattanooga tennessee we love it there uh spend a little uh, fun time there with the uh, kids the aquarium the train rides and the children's museum and and uh, some other things and activities we like to do while we're in chattanooga then it's down to atlanta to celebrate caleb's birthday he will be turning four actually on the second tuesday uh or the second of june which is this coming tuesday and uh we'll uh we'll actually have his party this saturday next so looking forward to uh to that um the summer issue of chicken whisper magazine should be coming out in the next uh, 10 days and i'm uh, very excited regarding uh that it's got a great articles in it by a lot of poultry professionals um in fact there's the uh god the articles may be one of my um best issues they're all really good i'm thinking uh i think the i want to say the summer or maybe it was the fall issue of last year was it was really one of my favorites and this one i think is going to be very 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 good too you can subscribe to that absolutely free yep you heard me free there's no catch you're not going to just get uh get it once then and then have to pay for the other ones it's not a bait and switch you can subscribe to the digital edition of chicken whisper magazine absolutely for free you'll get it emailed to you four times a year winter spring summer and fall read it on your laptop your desktop your ipad your iphone whatever um and you can do that at chicken magazine.com in fact uh, if you just want to go there and read all the articles we've magazines we've ever published uh in the last year or so then you can do that again chickenwhisperermagazine.com and there'll be another contest in this one we're giving away another coop it's a starter coop from urban coop company and um so you can enter the contest by uh going to either getting the actual magazine and i'm hoping to have a contest in june uh uh, with a, another coop on our Facebook page. So lots of things happening. Really looking forward to it. And um, I hope you are too. We do have a great show lined up for you today. We've got Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVestSupply.com. He will be here shortly. And today's topic, I was just out setting up the camper here at our new, our new stop. It's a little warm. And uh, dealing with summer heat. Now, those of you who have kept chickens for a while know and understand this challenge um, heat is far more detrimental to your chickens than the cold ever will be. Um, there's a, no, I guess, perfect backyard poultry setup. If you try to put your coop on the, the chain contaminated with all kinds of diseases from wild birds that are roosting in the trees and from their weight. So it should be, you want to, so all, yeah, they're challenges. Um, and, uh, you know, I see those challenges on a daily basis when I'm visiting and looking at, at blogs and forums. Uh, and I and I see just the challenges that that get all boils down to folks just not really doing the correct and right and lengthy research it takes really to raise backyard poultry uh, properly. Um, the the biggest and longtime listeners know one of my biggest pet peeves is the challenge of predators. The number of predator attacks I see posted out there on on blogs and forums is has become ridiculous. And 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 part of me wants to say. Really, post a picture of your setup. This should not be happening. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you can't do anything for a bear a car door off. Okay, I get that. But the, the raccoons and the possum, there's no reason why 
um, uh, unless it's just some real rear, weird fluke. If you spend the time in and spend the money to do it right the first time, then you shouldn't be dealing with all these predator attacks. And there's the, the, the number of them out there is just uh, insane to me. Then the number of folks that go out and buy products like um, Predator P. And I've talked about this in my in, in my seminars, and it's like, you know, uh, they called me and they wanted to, to me to be uh, they wanted to be a sponsor of the show. And I said, well, sell me on your product. Tell me why I should tell my buy Predator P. This is P from to sprinkle around your coop uh, to keep predators away. And um, I said, in, in my opinion. If they spent the time to do it right the first time, if they spent the money to do it right the first time, they wouldn't need or have to buy your product. And, of course, they agreed and said, well, you're right, but many people don't do it the right way the first time and spend the money to do it. So now they're buying our product, and that's why we're in business. So so it's it's, it's amazing. And then I said, well, how, how is your product going to keep Hawk away or an owl? You're, you're sprinkling all around your coop. Is that going to keep uh, prevent predators from the air? never got a response from them so i was like you know i don't mind if you want to be a sponsor that's great product tell me why i should tell all these folks uh to buy your product when i'm trying to teach them to do it the right way so they don't have to buy your product but if you can sell me on your product by all means i just uh i just i just don't don't get it so that leads us into <laughs> one thing that we've just started fact or chicken uh, it's gotten thousands of hits already, which I'm really thrilled for. I had a suspicion that it probably would be a hot uh, um, program. And fagginpoop.com, uh, where we search the internet to find a statement, um, not a question, but just a statement that someone's made, be true and factual and scientific, back, you know, backed. And then we take that statement, and then we send it to a poultry professional around the country that's participating in the program, and we have them answer that. So some of it's chicken poop, and it could be a combination of both. The very first question we did, half was fact, half was chicken poop. The second one was total chicken poop. So I don't mind if we find a statement, if it ends up being you know, true factual information, great. Then we can share that too. Um, but it's uh, some visit when you have time, fact or chickenpoop.com. Gotta love it. Okay, hey, it's time to uh, bring on our guests today. We love them. We learn a lot from them. We're so glad he comes on. And shares his vast what, five decades of experience in uh, in the chicken business. That is Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com. Hey, let's give him a big welcome on Friday. We don't normally do shows on Friday, but uh, we didn't have one on Wednesday. And um, actually, Dr. Bridget McRae, PhD, guess what? She forgot to call in on Wednesday. <laughs> A little public shame there. Dr. McRae, call in on, uh, on, uh, on, on Wednesday. Calling Dr. McRae. Calling Dr. McRae. Dr. McRae to Blog Talk Radio stat. <laughs> so uh, she, she was so focused on writing. Uh, I think for avian influenza for somebody or some company, uh, she got so focused on it she forgot to call in on Wednesday. We knew we weren't going to have a show Thursday, but so uh, but I talked to her. She apologized. It, it rarely happens, but it was uh, quite fun. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we're glad and fortunate to have Peter on on a Friday of all time. So uh, give him a big 
Chicken Whisperer, welcome. Hey, Peter, thanks for calling in today on a Friday. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Glad to do it. And uh, so today's topic, it is uh, getting warmer and warmer each day, it seems like. And if you're out in the sun, it almost feels like it's summer already. And uh, in fact, we hit, uh, I think it was 92, maybe two weeks ago or so uh, in uh, the... um, I guess it was the western mountains of Pennsylvania. We were at 92, and they were like, we just had sleet the weekend before, and now it's 92. What is happening? So uh, it's, it's, a, it's an important topic. People need to know about it. They need to know that heat is far more detrimental to their chickens than the cold ever will be, um, and need to know some uh, tips and tricks of the trade and, and suggestions of what we can do because almost kind of like winter, though winter it's a light issue most of the time while they slow down, the heat can also affect laying. Like you've said, Times, like Dr. McRae said many a times, uh, if they get stressed regarding anything, uh, the first thing they're going to do is turn off that magical egg-laying machine inside of them. They don't need that to survive. And so, if it gets too hot, and they need, so you, you may get a reduction in eggs in the summer. And uh, we have some tips to help you kind of help maintain, not necessarily increase. I hate it when people say, "Oh, okay, in laying in the winter by adding light." No, we just want to maintain egg-laying in the summertime. We'd like to maintain them to lay through the summer, even when it gets really hot, and we can uh, do that by doing uh, specific things. I want to share with folks one thing, and um, uh, and it's uh, there's many different waters out there on the market, but when I talk about providing cool water, one of the neat little gadgets you may be familiar with too, Peter, is um, the um, the uh, Bright Tap Chicken Waterer, and uh, it's it's a it's a molded um, watering device, I guess, that automatically you, you kind of re- pull the uh, spigot out of a cooler, like a big igloo cooler, if you will, or a big igloo water cooler. You see a lot of the construction sites and things like that. You pull that out, you plug this in, uh, you install it, um, and then fill that out with water. And of course, for the day, you can put ice in it, and then that's going to give your Chicken, uh, some cool water throughout the day. Other tips, or we'll talk about in the show, is like if you have the good old five-gallon water or font with the red base, um, freezing some 20-ounce bottles of water and then dropping them in there to give them some cool water uh, throughout the day. Because, like you said many times on the show, when that water gets to their body temperature, when it gets hot, uh, they're going to drink less of it. They're not going to want it because it's ho- as hot as their internal temperature or, or just hot water in general. They're not going to want that. So they're not drinking the water that they need. So cool, fresh water is very important year-round, but in, in the summer as well. They'll eat less and drink more in the summer. So we'll talk about if we need to have some supplementation in their diet because they're eating less of the uh, 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 nutritionally balanced feed that they might need to continue because they're drinking more and eating less. But um, but that's, that's a neat little gadget. Uh, the Again, the Bright Tap Waterer, you can check it out. I know some people that use that in the summertime and then revert back to a different water for the wintertime because they do like the fact they can put ice in that cooler and they're going to have fresh water, cool water throughout the day. So these are some of the things we're going to talk about, maybe adding vitamins and electrolytes uh, often throughout the summer to help with uh, – the um, stress of, of the heat. So uh, we're going to see what Peter has to share with us today. So get those notebooks, those pens and papers out to be able to take some of these notes because it will be hot before you know it, regardless really of where you're living here in, in the U.S. So uh, thanks for joining us, Peter. We're ready to learn about uh, dealing with summer heat. Sure. Um, 
You know, most people don't. Uh, I say most people. Those who've been raising uh, chickens for a long time, um, you know, usually have these things <clears throat> under control. But um, I want to go back just for a second to something you said on your intro about you know the, the predator thing. This is this is along the same lines. If you if you haven't researched out, <clears throat> you know, what you're supposed to do with your chickens, you can't wait until the crisis mm-hmm. comes. And mm-hmm. um, you know that's why I suggested today. It's it's you know the end of May. Um, and the temperatures are picking up all over the place, uh, and, and that kind of thing. Look, if temperatures can kill a human, what do you think you can do to a chicken who can't just go mm-hmm. to the spigot and grab a, uh, a nice cold one when they want to, uh, can't go down to the local watering hole or whatever, uh, generally can't get into an air-conditioned space and, and get out of the heat, uh, and in many cases can't even get out of the direct sunlight. So uh, it's critical to understand uh, the symptoms that you might see uh, with birds, uh, what's critical, what isn't, uh, what's acceptable, what isn't, what you can do, what you sh- uh, should be doing or should have already started to do, uh, you know, in many places uh, across the country, across the world. Um, I mean, good grief. Uh, uh, was it India here last week and into this week? Uh, no, yeah. Several thousand people now that have died from, from the heat, 118, 117. I mean, that's just absurd uh, from a temperature standpoint. And uh you know, not being able to get away from that, you can imagine, uh, as a human, if it's killing humans like that, you imagine what it'll do to chickens, and uh, uh, generally it does. So that's why I suggested that, you know, we've been over this before. We've done this show numerous times, and it, it doesn't hurt to go back and remind everybody, even the, the, the seasoned individuals, uh, all of us get caught up in our everyday life. Uh, I can account for that, um, you know, and... and uh, you know, forget things or or get out of your routine. I'm a routine person. Get me out of my routine and all hell breaks loose because I, I just love to do everything backwards and out of sync and, and everything else. I'm very methodical in what I do every day as a general rule. So when you start to get outside that routine, um, you know, things start to happen that normally wouldn't happen. So uh, I think there was a case here, uh, uh, Port St. Ritchie, Florida. I just read a story here this week. Uh, police officer worked overtime with his canine crew and uh, the guy took excellent care of these dogs had two of them in his car and uh, been uh, um, you know you know how they are they train with these dogs eat sleep and drink with them they're their family members uh, and, and so on and uh, went home after a shift was done left them in the car and when they came back out they were dead so it happens and when you get people out of sync out of their routine um, you know the mind isn't quite as clear as it was uh, you know hours before and, uh, you know, at any rate, um, heat frustration, uh, heat stroke, whatever you want to call it in, in chickens, uh, is a problem. Uh, I deal with it on, on a regular basis by uh, people PMing me on Facebook or sending me an email or calling the office and, and wanting to know uh, what they can do and, and, and what they had a bird that they lost because of it. And, again, all of this stuff should be pre-planned. But by and large, what happens, what Andy said in the beginning, uh, you know, was correct about uh, uh, providing cool water. I think it's uh, probably, um, other than providing some real good uh, shade, um, it, it is really uh, the, the best thing that you, you can do for them is to give them cold water and make sure it's good and cold. They will drink water even if it's very close to freezing, Okay. But as the water does approach their body temperature, which is up around uh, uh, 104, 105, 106 in that range, depending on the size of the bird and so on, um, uh, you know, it's they're, they're just not going to drink it. They don't drink warm water. They won't. And uh, 
So you, as the day goes on and the water sits out there in the middle of the pen, and um, you may have put four gallons in it this morning, but if you haven't had an opportunity to go out and refresh it for them, um, they're going to be stressed. And uh, heat stress, it, it comes in, in a lot of forms. One of the first things we see with birds we know are starting to overheat uh, is that they start to droop their wings. Uh, in conjunction with that, it may all happen at the same time. Maybe, maybe you'll just see the uh, the wings start to separate from the body. It doesn't have to be full out, flapping them out and, and, and that kind of thing, but you'll start to see birds that normally are used to holding their wings in nice and tight to their body start to just slowly drop them out further and further and further. And as they do that, generally the heart rate picks up at the same time. Uh, the respiratory rate uh, picks up and starts to get real high, goes from uh, maybe uh, 20, 30, 40 breaths uh, a minute up to over 200. And when they start to pant, they are already in trouble, okay? Um, so it just makes good common sense to, uh, you know, to keep an eye on these birds uh, throughout the day. Anytime uh, the temperature starts to get over 80 degrees, uh, they go into a stress situation very quickly. And the other thing not to forget is uh, the, um, the humidity. When the humidity is above 50%, um, the ability of the bird to, uh, to cool itself through uh, respiration, because that's how they, they lose the, their, uh, their temperature, through losing moisture, uh, becomes more difficult. And uh, the higher that gets, it becomes almost impossible. Then you get into a situation where the pH of the blood increases, uh, the bicarbonate in their system is de starts to deplete, um, and um, the more fresh water you give them, uh, the quicker they dehydrate. It sets up a, 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 a situation where they lose the uh, sodium and potassium in their body at a faster rate than they would if they uh, uh, didn't have uh, just plain water. So when you get <clears throat> one of the other things to do during this uh, this uh, uh, extreme heat temperatures uh, is to add some uh, electrolytes or vitamins and electrolytes to their water, and that will help them retain um, some of the water that they would normally be, uh, be losing, uh, you know, through the uh, respiratory complex. Uh, it's not rocket science. It's not hard to do. It just takes, you know, getting a, a, that mindset that this is what you have to do at this time of the year. We're changing gears, going from trying to keep them warm to now trying to keep them cool. And um, keeping them warm, you've got a greater, uh, and we've talked about this in the past, you've got a greater window of opportunity to, uh, to uh, rescue a bird, so to speak. Uh, uh, their core body temperature can get down around 70, 72 degrees before uh, mortality sets in. Now, I wouldn't want to force it down that low, but uh, it, it can happen that way. And uh, uh, once they get to that point, uh, turning them around is pretty tough. But you've got that big window of opportunity from 72 degrees up to 104, 105, 106 degrees uh, where you don't have that opportunity with, uh, with heat. Uh, birds start to readily die um, and uh, show extreme heat prostr uh, prostration, uh, which may or may not be reversible at this point uh, when the temperature gets up 112, 115. So you've only got that 8, 9 degrees to play with. So it's, it's a very small, very narrow uh, window of opportunity to uh, alleviate the situation. So um, I'll give you an example. We're getting ready here um, to change some things around in, in our own coop, and I use our own uh, situation here uh, lots of times uh, as an example. We've got about five humongous trees that are smack dab in and around the middle of the pen. And um, 
we want to cover the pen um, and not have the, not have those trees there. Number one, which takes away any shade that they would have had at all. And um, I don't want to plant trees back in there. I don't want trees in there at all. So um, my game plan now is uh, I've uh, purchased some uh, shade cloth um, that we use for, for poultry. And what it does is it blocks out 80% of, of the sun. So it's going to give them a, a, you know, a great place uh, for them to get under and uh, have the majority of that sun blocked out uh, and keep the heat off of them. Um, so we've, we're taking one thing and replacing it with another, and certainly there is an expense to it. Trust me, uh, just getting the trees taken down alone uh, is, uh, is a huge uh, financial uh, thing. But it just has to be done um, just where the trees are. I don't like it and uh, should never put them there in the first place, but uh, uh, that's the way it is. But you have to do something then to, to mitigate that circumstance. You know, we, we had trees there providing adequate shade, and now we're not going to have. Um, and um, our methodology for that is to uh, right straight down the middle of it, about a 12-foot wide section um, of, of, their, of their pen uh, is going to be uh, uh, this 80-20 uh, uh, shade cloth that's going to keep the sunlight basically out and give them a great place to, uh, don't forget, I don't have a ton of birds either, so this is a huge spot for them. I mean, camp out under this thing when I'm done with it. But the issue is that uh, they can't have that direct sunlight. And... Uh, uh, you shouldn't allow your birds to have it either. And uh, so we're mitigating that circumstance, taking care of one, creating another, and then having to uh, to take care of that. And the balance of the um, area that's over there, pen that is not covered by the shade cloth, uh, is uh, going to be covered with a uh, particular uh, type of netting so that the whole thing, uh, uh, nothing can get in. Uh, and I'm toying with the idea of making the top rail around the top electrified. That's something else I got in the back of my mind. But, um, you know, you talk about predator control, and a lot of this I'm doing for this very same reason. Uh, you know, aerial predator control, um, and believe it or not, in this, in this neighborhood here where we're at, um, on two different occasions I've seen fox walking around the streets during the daytime. And... Uh, I don't want them to home in on the chicken coop and decide this is where dinner's going to be. And uh, so, you know, trying to take all of the uh, precautions that one can uh, within reason uh, to mitigate any uh, circumstances that might come down the road. You've got to be thinking ahead. You've got to outsmart them. And uh, I do agree with your, your statement, Andy. Uh, you know, uh, raccoon, possum, weasel and stuff, you've got to make it predator-proof, and there's no reason not to have done so. Um, I see it all the time on Facebook, you know, oh, the, the fox came by again tonight, got two more of my chickens. Well, you know, let's just turn them all loose then if that's what's going to happen. Just, uh, just crazy. It's just so, it's it's so frustrating because for, you know, this is a, an episode 1004 and mm -hmm. it's like in, in the magazine and the, in the podcast and the book, it's just, and you, you, we do so much to try to educate folks and then it, you see this time and over and over and over and over again. I'm like, why is this happening? And, um, you know, you just want to sometimes, like I said earlier, say, really? Why? Post a picture and we'll tell you why. And then, you know, then and you just try to like, OK, so now, oh, well, I didn't have enough money to do it right way the first time. Oh, really? And now you do. But you have to, I mean, let's, let's see how much this is going to cost you. You've just lost eight chickens you've raised for the last 12 months. How much food do you have? 
involved in that? How much time do you have involved in that? You have, you know, now you're going to have to go back and repair this hole or actually do it again the the right way, the you know, again, which is going to cost you what more money because so it, it's just very frustrating, mainly because it shouldn't be happening. They hate to see people lose their chickens to predators when they really shouldn't be if they, again, take them and again bury that run fence you know 18 to 24 inches deep and have the um, uh, anyway so we, we're beating a dead horse here but that's just frustrating that's what is disappointing and frustrating to see it so much about these predators when it, when it shouldn't be happening and, and i and i concur I, I feel the same way i, I see it all the time uh, maybe not as much as as you do my my you know following base is not near as large as yours but um i see far too much of it myself and uh it's uh, really disheartening. You know, I spent my whole career trying to keep them alive, and uh, and have spent uh, more money than I'd like to say here uh, for facilities for a handful of chickens, um, because they're not just chickens to me. You know, and uh, you take that responsibility on to make sure that you know that uh, uh, you know they they have what they need. It doesn't have to be the Taj Mahal; it just has to be something that that's decent. Uh, um, you know, I. Um, Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I equate it to myself. You know, I don't like it when I'm extremely cold, and ha- and and I don't like it when I'm extremely hot. Um, you know, I don't like it when I'm thirsty either and can't get myself to a drink somewhere. Um, you know, um, and I don't think they like it either. And just because they're chickens doesn't make it any different. And uh, you know, I, I like the, the sanctity and the safety of my home. Um, I, I don't like anybody on my property. That's why I have no trespassing signs up in a residential neighborhood. I don't want you here for any reason. You know, <laughs> if you can't read the sign, you better learn how to read. And that's just how I feel about it. I don't like people on my property. I don't go on anybody else's property. I, you know, I don't walk around my neighborhood and walk up to my neighbors and bang on the door and all that kind of stuff. I don't do that. I don't even walk on their property. So I don't want anybody doing it to mine. So I'm, I'm very protective that way. And I feel the same way about, uh, about the chickens. And uh, we had somebody, uh, a neighbor came by uh, this morning, believe it or not. And... Um, they thought maybe some of our chickens got out because they had some chickens in their yard. And, you know, well, I can tell you, ours weren't let out at that hour of the morning. And um, we don't let them out here usually until about 8, 8.30. And it was prior to that. And, um, you know, we take a head count every night. We know everybody's in there locked up tight in a drum. And uh, mm-hmm. so we knew right off it wasn't ours. But somebody either dumped them somewhere or they came in from somewhere. Because most chickens are not going to roam too far from where they're fed and watered. They're, mm-hmm. just, they're just not, as a general rule. And... Um, my, my thinking is that somebody uh, had a couple of birds that just didn't want to take care of and just dumped them off somewhere, and they just ended up over there. I don't know. But at any rate, we'll go back to what we were talking about. <clears throat> and uh, so this heat prostration thing, uh, you uh, one of the things you'll, you will see with it uh, is this dehydration of the birds, and that starts with them. Um, they s- stop eating or close to stop eating uh, and start drinking a lot more. Uh, and if you don't have a vitamin electrolyte compound in the water uh, to help slow that water uh, loss process down, uh, then the bird dehydrates even quicker. And you'll notice it because the droppings are real loose. There's nothing to the dropping. It's all water, um, uh, all urates, uh, n- nothing to it. It's, and and it's, uh, it's, <clears throat> it's, um, it'll continue on throughout the entire day um, uh, if, if the bird uh, makes it through the day. So... Um, you, you need to really be careful, um, you, know, you know, how you handle this. And, and I said earlier, uh, you get this blood pH change, the, the bicarbonate changes in the blood. They start to lose more of that. They lose more of the sodium and the potassium. 
uh, and they are in crisis mode, okay? And, you know, if you have a laying flock that's in, in distress like this, uh, they start losing body weight. They start, um, uh, uh, if they are continuing to lay eggs, which some of them may do even under these stressful conditions, um, the eggs end up being more watery because they're drinking more water. Uh, you get smaller egg size. You get fewer eggs. Eventually, you get the, the birds uh, stop laying eggs altogether because when they get into that point, uh, they are in crisis mode, and it's the first thing to go. It's, it's what we call a, a um, uh, secondary sexual characteristic, meaning they do not need it to survive, so it's the first thing to go. Um, so you'll see all of these things um, going on. Uh, the corticosteroid level, we've talked about those before. They shut down the immune system, makes birds more vulnerable. It's the fight-or-flight syndrome, and so it makes these birds um, very, very vulnerable. Uh, to uh, to diseases uh, and and all of that kind of thing, and you have to make a decision. A bird that is droopy winged, you have to make up your mind that it's either being caused by the heat or it's being caused by a disease such as coccidiosis, and we'll touch on that in a few minutes. But the point of the matter is, um, in most cases, if it's hot out and the birds are like that, uh, it's more than likely being caused by uh, the uh, the heat itself. Uh, and it, it can be a matter of hours before they die, uh, and, or they may not die at all, uh, but there can be some brain impairment from, from birds that are extremely overheated. Uh, this has a tendency to thicken the blood. You get less blood flow to the brain. Um, there's all kinds of anomalies that come with this uh, uh, heat prostration, uh, heat stroke, if you want to call it that, um, you get kidney failure, and I can tell you for the most part, human or otherwise, dog, cat, chicken, once you get kidney failure, you're in deep doo-doo, and changing it and turning it around is extremely difficult and, and almost impossible mm -hmm. in, in most cases. It, it, you know, it just jump-starting the kidneys, the only way that I, that I know of is to pump fluids to them, and if they're to the point where they're not drinking anymore, how do you do that? You know, uh, you know, you can start an IV and all those kinds of things, but, you know, who's got all that stuff, you know, on hand? You know, I mean, I carry some of that stuff, but that's not the point. The point is, if you haven't got it in your hand, what's good going to do in my office if you don't have it? So um, there's a whole lot of, uh, of things that, uh, that go along uh, with this particular thing, a lot of body changes. And uh, generally, if you catch it early enough and you uh, get the bird out of that uh, heat uh, Prostration, uh, overheating situation, uh, they recover nicely and go on. And egg production comes back, egg size comes back, quality of the egg goes mm -hmm. back up, uh, and that kind of thing. But uh, you've, you've got to pay attention. And, and I, I really uh, gets under my skin when I see all this stuff on, on Facebook. Oh, I lost another one to this. Oh, I lost another one to that. You know, and just not being prepared at all. I could see this maybe back in the 40s and 50s, but I can't see it today in this day and age. Uh, when there are so many resources, uh, good resources out here to, uh, you know, to help people. And um, you know, I, I do find many times that, uh, that uh, money is the issue, and I've talked about that on the show here before. Um, you know, people have them, but they can't really afford them. And uh, when uh, the manure hits the fan, they're not prepared. And um, you know, the excuse is, well, I, I, you know, I don't have the money to take them to a vet. Well, you don't need to take them to a vet. 99.9% .9 of the time, and uh, you know most of these things are easily taken care of and mitigated uh, if they're caught early enough and the uh, proper uh, procedures are, are taken. 
uh, they end up going away on their own, and uh, there's not a big deal to it. But um, we'll talk a few minutes here about, you know, so what can you do for the birds other than uh, vitamins, electrolytes in the water and keeping the water cold? There are a number of things you can do. Um, so let's let's play the the, uh, the scenario here. You don't have the money to buy shade cloth, and I understand that. Okay, so you find a piece of plywood and you prop it up properly so it doesn't fall on the chickens, and that's their safe haven out of the direct sunlight. Uh, you get an old fan that you've got hanging around in the garage, and you uh, properly run an extension cord out to the coop or the run or wherever they are, and right next to that uh, that piece of plywood that you've got propped up. You turn that fan on, and you move some air across those birds, and you put right in front of them so that they don't have to walk very far uh, to get water. You put plenty of water for all of the birds that are going to be under this piece of plywood or whatever it is that you're going to use. It could be a piece of cardboard, because what our goal here is is to get direct sunlight off the birds. That's what your goal is, okay? If they're in a coop, you want to move air. You want to change that air in that building as often as you can. So then you're going to put as big a fan as you, you've got or, you, or money can buy uh, in the window of that coop or in the doorway of that coop, and you're going to move that air in and out of there as quick as you can and create some flow across those birds. And, um, you know, hot air rises, so the heat's going to be up at the top. So birds that are in there and they're roosting, maybe you want to pick them up and put them down on the floor. It's going to be cooler, significantly cooler. Uh, there are a number of things you can do. If, if the coop is uh, really, uh, really warm, uh, you can take a sprinkler hose and you can put a sprinkler on the roof and you can run cold water over the top of that roof. Um, you know, that, that can uh, certainly lead to other problems outside, uh, muddy ground, uh, pooling water, uh, all of those kinds of things. Uh, could even uh, uh, mitigate some uh, or, 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 or uh, give you some coccidiosis problems uh, in the long term. But you've got to do something. So um, using shade uh, cloth made out of burlap, burlap will, will, will uh, keep out a lot of the sunlight. You can get burlap bags. You can get a piece of burlap. You can go to the store and buy it. Uh, they're not overly expensive to do these kinds of things. Um, but anything you can use. I don't care if you take old feed bags and you weave them through an old wooden pallet that you've got, just something to break that sunlight so that it's not directly on those birds, uh, overheating them further. Uh, and uh, you can add um, sodium bicarbonate to, the, to their water, and um, uh, we use about four grams of that uh, in, a, uh, in a gallon of water. Uh, you can add uh, aspirin uh, to, their, to their water. Uh, you want to put about 340, 350 milligrams per gallon of water uh, and give it to them. That will help um, uh, lower their internal body temperature. Um, you know, move uh, move some air, like I said, uh, and uh, you know, give them uh, the cold water. I don't care what you use to uh, to put in the cold water to make it cold. Uh, the uh, uh, soda bottles with uh, with uh, water frozen in them uh, work fine. They're cheap. Don't doesn't you don't, you don't have to go to the store and get get them in most cases in most homes these days. Um, continue to provide as much shade as you can. Sometimes you can rig up some things just to. Uh, a piece of wire from one fence post to another uh, with a, uh, a blanket stretched out over top of it just to break that sunlight. Um, you can make your own homemade swamp coolers if you're uh, up for something like that. There's a number of them floating around on the Internet. 
uh, easy to do and expensive, uh, you could try something like that. Uh, one of the other things you can do is uh, when a bird uh, eats its food, it, it, as it metabolizes the food, it gives off heat. Um, that can raise a bird's, eating alone can raise a bird's uh, body temperature by 10%. So um, don't feed after uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, and uh, don't feed until uh, after 5 o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, keep all, all the feed and, and things that you can away from. And they're not generally going to want to eat a whole lot, but you always get those handful of birds that are just starved for whatever reason and, and insist on eating. And um, you... Um, you know, you don't want them, uh, you know, doing anything like that just to, because it'll just make the situation worse. Um, keeping the birds quiet, uh, not having the cat in there with you, the dog in there with you, the kids in there with you, chasing the birds around and, and uh, upsetting the apple cart and, and uh, making them uh, expend more energy than they need. If they expend that energy, they raise their body temperature again and and then again, they're probably not going to be in the shade. They're going to be out running around, so that's not a good thing either. So decrease their uh, activity level. Um, if birds are outside, uh, you can make your own fogging devices. You can go to the store and do it. Um, you can buy these little um, uh, drip sprinkler deals. Uh, you can buy all kinds of things to, to do that. Uh, and I urge people to do those things. Uh, adding vitamins, electrolytes to the water is, is paramount uh, in these times to the bird's uh, survival. Um, and uh, you can also add vitamin C to their water, uh, which helps to, uh, to mitigate the circumstances as well. Um, you can also, um, you know, if you have an opportunity to get some uh, wet burlap, you could probably do it with a... Um, um, a, a wet towel, uh, but get some uh, air blowing through that, and uh, that can act as a uh, a little bit of a swamp cooler as well, uh, blowing some air uh, through that uh, and to create a, a cooling effect. Uh, and the other thing is is to to uh, put out as many waterers as you can, uh, so that uh, uh, not so many birds have to share. Uh, one particular water fountain, especially if you've got uh, birds that don't necessarily get along with each other, uh, it's better to have them all uh, having access to water un unimpeded so that they um, uh, don't have to wait around and don't have to fight for it and that kind of thing. It just uh, want to keep them as quiet as possible. The quieter, the better. And, uh, you know, watch for all those signs. And like I said, when, they, when, when you go out in your yard, and you're looking at your birds and they're panting, they are already in trouble, okay? So just keep that in mind. And uh, this does, doesn't go away on its own. It's something that you have to, an intervention by, by you, the owner of those birds. So uh, it's something that, that you need, need to uh, you know, take care of. That's the hotter weather's coming. This is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I've got a funny feeling that this summer is going to be brutal. So it's just a, just a thought on my part. Andy, did you want to take Peter, a break? Peter, I'm going to – yeah. Yeah, I'll take a break, and then when we come back, I want to uh, ask you about uh, uh, misting systems and, uh, and, okay. and risks are involved or any of that. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're talking with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. We're talking about really summer heat challenges and uh, dealing with the summer heat, and there will be more to come right after this short break. <laughs> 
You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the dirty waterer zone. But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. The Bright Tap Waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business, providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for the beginner or advanced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it comes time to order. Shop online at www.strombergschickens.com or call today at one 800 720 1134 
Remember, that's StrombergChickens.com. Come back. Come back, From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Love Nest brings the natural goodness of herbs to you in your backyard with handcrafted organic blends for your backyard friends. Packaged in a resealable bag, 100% USDA certified organic, Love Nest blends come ready to sprinkle directly into the nesting R coop bedding and are completely natural and edible. There's Love Nest Chick Mix Blend, a gentle herb blend perfect for young chicks. Love Nest Layer Blend, designed to help support laying and soothe ruffled feathers. And Love Nest Critter Ritter Blend is naturally effective against those unwelcome guests such as lice, moths, and other pests. Ask for Love Nest at your favorite local feed store or visit them online at www.loveluv-nest.com and try Love Nest organic blends for your backyard friends today. How would you like a punch in the beak? This looks like a job for Super Chicken. You get the super sauce, I'll don my super suit. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on a special Friday episode of Backyard Poultry with a Chicken Whisper, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. We've been talking today with um, Peter Brown, known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com, and uh, we're talking about really summer heat heat issues dealing with the summer heat uh with your backyard flock as we know heat is far more detrimental to your chickens than the cold ever will be and it's something we need to start planning on now for the uh, upcoming very very hot summer i don't see it too often i don't know anybody personally that has them set up peter uh, i may have seen a picture of one or two in, in the past if someone had set up uh misting systems either in the coop or kind of out in in the run and um, I know when you, when people see that, they immediately think, wow, it's going to keep things moist all the time. I'm not sure how that's going to create or, or, or deal with disease, respiratory issues to have, you know, the humidity and, and the thing. But, but a lot of people um, say they have good success with them as far as bringing the temperature down in that area. And they say, oh, the chickens always seem to hang out in that area when it's hot. So what, what have you done as far as research or know about uh, if, if we... Uh, do do we need you know is it just something to add on is it, it can it prevent having to do several other things if we just have the missing system what what say you on the misting system uh, um. well um i do have experience with it i i sold a kit um on on the website for quite a few years uh we discontinued it it wasn't very popular and um uh, and also when people start you know well i can do that myself and everything else then you know the, once they look at 
at the setup that you have and mm-hmm. you want to go copy it and do something. And that, that's, that's fine. That's just the way it goes. So we discontinued it. But the key to, uh, to doing this is in the rate of flow of water through the nozzle. Okay. If you get the water coming out uh, too coarse, the chickens don't like it and they won't go under it. It, uh, a fine mist, uh, similar to what you would see at um, some of these amusement parks where you, uh, a lot of them have them at the gate when you're walking in or something like that, or, or throughout the park. Um, if they're working properly, they're not dripping water, but they're an extremely fine mist. Um, so what, what you have is a nozzle that's designed to allow um, a certain amount of water to come through per hour, Okay. Uh, the ones we sold, we gave you some options. Um, I think um, we we gave you at least four different nozzles to play around with uh, to, to you know to whatever fits your operation. Um, and it, it was easy to hook to a garden hose, um, uh, and basically you could you know you could hang it in a tree branch or you could put it up on a. Uh, um, Expansion of some sort with a you know with a two by four and hang it whichever way you wanted to do it you could do it. The whole object of it is to get the water coming down through it in fine enough mist that it evaporates close to uh, the animal person or whatever and creates a temperature differential. Uh, it's the very same thing as evaporative cooling, as as the water evaporates it it cools the air, <clears throat> and the air temperature can be you know dropped many times uh, uh, you know 15 degrees or better. Um, and certainly, the uh, how cold the water is uh, will, will coming through it will make a difference. But uh, no, we sold them for quite a few years. <clears throat> something I came up with, and um, um, to me, I, I think you wouldn't need something like that unless you had, you know, some really um, extenuating circumstances. Uh, uh, I don't think we'll need one here. I'll put it in if I need it. But uh, at the, you know, the, the game plan that I plan to put in place here over the next uh, you know 30 days or so is is uh, is the shade cloth because I think it's going to work out long term uh, be more expensive up front but cheaper in the long run it's got like a uh, like a 10-year uh, lifespan at least and um, so I, I think you know it just depends it depends on where you live I mean maybe if you're not home all day to uh, to do uh, the different things that might need to be done, and you can only do them, you know, first crack out of the box in the morning before you head off to work or or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe a, a misting system set on a timer to come on at a specific time uh, would would be worthwhile. But uh, we had good success with it. The, the people that bought it, I got some good feedback, got a couple of negative feedbacks, and uh, it was a situation where it was a uh, system that was expandable. Um, it had a union in the middle, and you could put more in if you chose to do so. And uh, but um, we did discontinue it. But I think the uh, the lowest um, uh, gallons per hour, uh, I think it was somewhere around one one and a half gallons per hour, and went up to like four gallons per hour. And they, they were all color coded, you know, red, uh, blue, white, and black were the four different colors. So uh, each one represented a uh, a, a different uh, flow of, of, of rate of water going through the system, and uh, but no, they're they're doable. And again, I go back and say that you know birds may not like the um, uh, 
dripping water on them. So if you get water dripping too much, uh, they may not like it. I, I've seen other birds that uh, you can dump a bucket of water on them. They seem to like it. And uh, I guess it depends on, on their experience. <laughs> you know, I, I've got birds that will stay out in the rain. I've got others that as soon as the first drop uh-huh. hits the ground, they run like crazy. You know, uh, that's the same thing. It's like, hello, you've got a nice coop. They're just kind of hanging out in the rain, looking around. <laughs> well, you know, um, this is a little bit, a little bit off subject, but this year, what, what we did, um, you know, with the winter being colder than than we uh, all would have liked it to have been, uh, and over the last couple of years, actually here, um, we put in a. Uh, on the entrance side of the coop that's in the run where the birds actually come out to go outside, it's a regular human-sized door, uh, an entry door. And uh, it's all steel and whatever, but that's, that's not the issue. The issue is you would still have to leave that door open um, at least a foot for the birds to get in and out. So it meant a cement block or something behind it and something in front of it so it didn't get shut and by the wind or whatever and, and, uh, and you know, lock them out. And um, I decided to um, put in a pop hole door, close the big door, and put in a pop hole door, mm-hmm. which is, you know, down at the bottom, right at floor level. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll tell you, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And um, because all your heat rises, so your heat's going to stay up in the top, so you're really not losing that much heat down on the bottom uh, while they're outside all day long. Um, this way here, they have free access to go in and out all day long. You know, if it's too cold outside for them, they want to go back in and, and uh, go up on a roost or eat it out inside versus outside or whatever. And um, one of the other things, and we're going to be carrying these on the website here very soon. I just have to get a hold of Frank if it's having that time. But um, mm-hmm. he makes that um, coop-tight door for those pop-hole yep. doors. And we have one up, and it is the bomb, because then that keeps mm-hmm. out uh, birds. Uh, which we've not had a problem with, thank God, but still we'll keep out birds because it's closed all the time, and it's, it's on the heavy side. You've got you to have a little bit of body weight behind you to move it. Um, you know, a, a bunch of, of blackbirds and sparrows aren't going to do it. And, um, so, um, and it's well-made. Uh, it should last pretty much a lifetime, the, the plastic that he uses. And for those that are in, uh, listening, this is... Uh, this uh, strip plastic that you might see in a uh, uh, store where they're coming in out of a cooler with a forklift or, or pallet jack or something like that to keep the cold air from coming out and the hot air from going in. So it's clear plastic, uh, hangs down. You just have to train the birds to, to use it, and, and, and it's got complete directions with it on how to do that. But, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to start carrying them here very shortly. Uh, they're, they're, they're the bomb as far as I'm concerned you know, for that type of an operation. Mm-hmm. A little bit off subject, but it still works. It's uh, it's still a good piece of information that, uh, and you know, saved us a lot of heat within the coop. I mean, you know, just just keeping it, uh, not having to have that temperature drop down to almost what it is like outside, and then having to, you know, have the birds and everything else bring the temperature back up inside at, at night, uh, made a lot of difference. So for, you know, for yeah, us, Frank's going to be at the event. At, Frank's going to be at the event this weekend. Um, so I'm looking. For- for him, may even see him this afternoon setting up, but um, he'll be there tomorrow and the next day with uh, all of his products. So it'll be int- it'll be good to see him again. I see him a couple of times, three times a year at, at events and whatnot. So um, I'll tell him that you said that. I'm sure he'll be glad to hear that. Yeah, I just haven't had a chance to get around to get up with him and get him to to, uh, to send me a couple of them here, and so I'll have them here. 
Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're going to do that because uh, we know it works. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not out to uh, uh, you know to recommend a, a product unless I've either used it or know darn well it's going to be beneficial. <laughs> You know, that's that's what it's all about. And um, well, well, and here's another perfect example. You and I both is that last year, both Tractor Supply and Mount Healthy were sponsors of this radio show and have been for a long time. Stop us from covering the salmonella outbreak last mm-hmm. year uh, with Mount Healthy hatcheries. And I gained so much respect, uh, additional respect for that uh, from from not just fans and and followers, but also the agencies, again, the USDA and CDC and, and, and others, because they, they realize, oh, just because Andy gets a check every month from Mount Healthy and has for three or four years, doesn't mean he's sweeping this under the rug, doesn't mean he's like, oh, well, we'll just wait, and if someone mentions it, we'll address it, and then, you know, mm-hmm. we yeah. we um, we took the information, we shared, had you on, Dr. McCray on, Dr. Patiski on, and someone yeah. else from uh, um, uh uh, they were over in Egypt or Saudi Arabia that they came on as well. We did two shows on it yep. and, um, and, and we just, we just addressed the situation and just cover the situation. Uh, no, nobody, we didn't bad talk anybody. We didn't shame anybody. We just talked about salmonella itself. Um, and, and I asked all the experts on the, so it was, uh, I think that adds a lot of credibility as well. So, and, and I, yeah, 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 we were quote we this. We didn't shy away from it. We didn't try to uh, uh-uh. damn or belittle anybody. We just laid the facts out as they were, as we all saw them as professionals. Um, I think it was handled very well. Um, shame on them for not uh, doing a better job, period. That's the way I look at it. I mean, I, you know, I, get, I get nothing out of it, so it doesn't matter to me one way or another. Uh, and, and, you know, if I was getting paid by them, it, it still would have been the same thing. You know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, the right thing was done, and you know, these days people don't always like that. They don't always appreciate it. You know, I posted that on Facebook the other day as like, you know, uh, you know, posting the right information or doing the right thing is not always popular, and that's okay with me. You know, as as if I have ten fans, as long as I know that they're, as long as I can go to bed at night knowing Lily and Caleb are proud of Daddy and that I did the right thing that day. That's at the end of the day, that's all that, that matters to me. And and, okay. and and people, it's it's, it's very obvious that that Mount Hungry sponsor of this radio show, and and I'm and I'm sorry for that because I just uh, we just I think we did a fabulous job. So just like when the folks over at Predator P called called me up and emailed me to. to look at doing sponsorship with them and i said sell me your product tell me why i should share this with my fans and 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 whatnot followers and people that read the magazine because it's um they shouldn't need your product if they do and set up everything correctly and uh and, and you know so it was and i just i just don't get you know sprinkling animal pee around my coop to keep predators uh predators away so yeah it's one of those yeah. things and they're not a just to give you a, 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 another insight into how people look at things years and years and years ago, um, uh, and I don't know whether it was the middle of my career or what it was, but uh, I had worked for a pharmaceutical company, and um, they made the antigens for mycoplasma and stuff. And um, you know, as I was calling on different clients and stuff, I took a lot of heat from those clients because they kept telling me, they said, well, you know, uh, there's a flaw with your antigen and this and that and the other thing. And me being a neophyte at the point, that point with it, you know, I just listened and, you know, said I would, you know, 
take it up with the powers that be, and, and I did. And uh, the response um, from the powers to be was, uh, uh, well, there can't be anything wrong with it. We're selling all we can make. So that didn't sit right with me, um, and that certainly wasn't something I was going to go back and tell a client. But um, I talked to you know a couple other guys that were in the company and, and had been there longer than me and, and knew a little bit more about it than I did, and they said, uh, yeah, we are selling all we can make. We're the only ones making it. So it just depends on what glass you're looking in, you know, um, what, you know, <laughs> you know and, and it was flawed. It did have a flaw in it, you know, and uh, uh, down the road they paid the price. Uh, they, one of the, uh, the they were, uh, their MM antigen for, for I believe, turkeys uh, uh, caused the company uh, huge losses and whatever, and they, they sued them for it. And it wasn't too long after that they got out of making the antigens and let somebody else do it. But, uh, I mean, they were the first, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, it had some issues. And uh, But the people that I was dealing with who were telling me it had issues were correct. And uh, the fact that you're selling all you can make has nothing to do with how well a thing performs at the end of the day if you're the only one that's making it. And that, I think it's... It, plays right into exactly what you're saying. So. Exactly. Well, hey, man, it's been a great show. Um, we've learned a lot. Hopefully folks have taken a lot of notes, and, uh, and you can go back and listen to this as well. Archive, listening pleasure. So if you want to go back and you missed a section or you tuned in halfway through the show, probably in about 20 minutes, it'll be archived. You can go back and listen to this whole episode again as any of the other 4,000 or 1,003 episodes <laughs> that we've done. And, um, but yeah, Peter, thanks. There's no show Monday. We will be on the road. We're going to be heading out really early. We've got a six day, uh, six day, <laughs> six hour road trip. And, um, we'll be on the road most of that uh, six hours and it'll take us through the time, but I got your email regarding your availability rest of the week. So we hope, I know Bridget will be back on next week, her regular time Thursday. So I'll look at Tuesday or Wednesday to have you on and, um, I may have uh, found a, another garden group to come on and start uh, doing the garden podcast. So Arlena had to uh, to bail because of her uh, busy, busy schedule, and she's become more successful doing all her miniature gardens and things. So we're looking at uh, filling up another day with some, some gardening talk. So thanks so much for coming in. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, Peter. Thanks for joining us. You too. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's uh, Peter Brown, known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of, and please visit, www first state vet supply.com they don't have it you don't need it that's where you can get your oxine uh, your emergency medical kit not first aid kit you got some stuff in your first aid kit sure but the one and only emergency medical kit let me just tell you about that in just a second i'll sign off instead of buying a huge bottle of medication that's going to expire for 80 bucks 40 bucks 60 bucks one medication that will eventually expire. And I guess we should hope it expires that we don't have to use it for our sick birds. Um, he has a special emergency medicine kit that has many different meds in it, smaller scale. So if you don't use it and they expire, you're not out a hundred dollar bill. Okay. The whole kit itself, $24 and 95 cents and has, I don't know, half, but maybe eight, nine different meds. So if you get something diagnosed, you can immediately start treating them and then order more if you need it. But if you don't need it, you're not a bottle of do dollar of medicine sitting there waiting for it to expire. 
because you don't use it, which is a good thing, but not the fact that you just wasted 80 bucks on a bottle of medication. So it's a really unique uh, uh, item that he's put together because he didn't want you to have to sit there and buy an 80 bottle, $80 bottle of medication for it just to expire because you didn't use it. Now it's a smaller bottle, $24.95 emergency medicine kit. Yeah, you got your first aid kit. That's great for the injuries and whatnot. Emergency medicine kit. You can find it over there at firststatevetsupply.com. How cool is that? That's just one of the many products that he's got and carries. He's got the um, all of oregano. He carries that. Uh, he carries the uh, probiotic, which is huge right now. There's already probiotic added into the Combach layer feed, prebiotic and probiotic, which is awesome. But if you want to give more, you feel like you want to give more, you feel like you want to give it into the water, ditch the yogurt. Okay, ditch the yogurt. You're not giving your chickens enough good bacteria by giving them store-bought yogurt. You're giving them sugar, high fructose corn syrup, artificial colors, and not helping them, and you're having to spend more money. If you give your chickens a cup of yogurt every day, that's according to the price of a cup of yogurt at Walmart, when you can get a bottle of prebiotic probiotic for 19.95 that's designed for poultry that will help your birds gut health is important okay but now you just save 10 bucks a month you're ditching the yogurt and giving them a probiotic that can actually help them so uh, just just keep that in mind treats no more than 10 percent of their daily diet whether it be the mealworms or the crack corn or the scratch or the yogurt the table scraps or whatever um so keep that in mind daily tip Alrighty, folks thank you so much we hope you have a absolutely wonderful beautiful blessed weekend this weekend uh with family and friends i will be just a reminder tomorrow and sunday cincinnati preparedness expo visit them online at cincypreparednessexpo.com that's cincypreparednessexpo.com speaking tomorrow and on sunday go to their website see when i'm actually going to be it's in the afternoon i think both days i want to say something like one to three tomorrow and you know maybe tomorrow is 2 30 to 4 30 and then uh, maybe sunday is one to three 1 30 to 3 30 anyway i'll have to look there too and see what i'm talking 15 dollars to get in not only do you enjoy um and can benefit from my talk but all the other folks and all the other outbreak sessions uh, as well as visit all the vendors there tomorrow keynote speaker lieutenant colonel oliver north at the sharonville convention center here in cincinnati ohio it's where we're broadcasting live from today so thank you uh, so so much if you come out and then see i have books you can purchase to autograph i've got free magazines uh that i'll autograph for you pictures q a gonna have a great time hopefully i'll see you tomorrow or sunday Hey, we appreciate you tuning in today. We, again, we have an absolutely wonderful weekend this weekend with family and friends. God bless everybody. Aww.